0: Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture, where a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode is brought to you by the great people at Gamesurplus.com, where you can find the current hits, the classics, and the hard to find titles. Let Carmen and Elaine find your games and receive free shipping for all contiguous U.S. shipping orders over $120 remember gamesurplus.com great people great selection and great prices and in Canada amazing stories in Saskatoon if you're in the Saskatoon area come by the store for Friday night board games play and receive 20% off the purchase of any board games in the store Amazing Stories Comics is the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Retailer in Canada and nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic Con. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about Wildlands and Clash of Rage. It's the skirmish episode. What is a cardboard cohort? Well, cardboard cohorts are board gamers banded together who support and inspire one another and become colleagues and friends in the board gaming community. And with that being said, we would like to support the good, the bored, and the ugly. They have a podcast on iTunes and they record weekly live stream YouTube content. So please check them out. Welcome back to Cardboard Conjecture. I am, uh, I'm, I love doing review episodes. I don't know about you.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I always like just sharing my, sharing my reasonably thoughts. And I, I I think this episode kind of goes back to our kind of our reasoning, you know, we have opinions and and conclusions based on incomplete what it? It, information. <laughs> That's what's totally going to be. It, Cause I haven't played the game that I'm going to reviewing actually very much. Well, so it's going to
0: be that, that, that motto, that mantra that we've set us set up. And staying true to the, to the show's philosophy of, uh, you know, on incomplete information, wildlands. um, i think i've this might be my fifth play and considering how fast it plays um that's like oh i i could get a lot more in and i and as we talk about it you're going to find out that i want to so yeah i've just i've just like brushed the surface of this game from my understanding but we're gonna we're gonna find out that uh uh i'm i'm turning into a bit of a fanboy of the uh of the martin wallace type oh yes yes (laughs) Um, so, well, before we get into that, um, let's uh, let's dip our toe into uh, what's been recently on the table. So, uh, you start you start this little thing, not going into any deep reviews, but let's just uh, okay. Let's if if we could play some fast, uh, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, we might be able to get in more than one. Sure, I'm not. Even, I, I talked about it at great lengths last time. I'm still con- we're
1: still continuing our rise of Queensdale campaign. <laughs> hey, so. right on. So it's it's still going on, it's
0: still progressing. So and is um, it uh is it the same thing as you said before? It's interesting, it's exciting. It it it's starting
1: to it's starting to kind of just kind of slowly creep up now. It's, it's not progressing as fast as we as, as we as the pace we had set up before, but um I'm definitely want to do a big deep dive review once we do finish it all. Okay, cool. Uh, all afterwards. right. That. so that was an update so yeah, yeah it was more of an update um, got recently got a big play of of root in <laughs> this past weekend uh, um, our buddy good good friend of the show ian um recently acquired root for his, for his collection and so uh we i went over there and he asked me if i could uh if i could uh, uh, teach te- teach root to him and I said, "Oh, baby, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> the don't, more don't do, ask me twice." Yeah, the more that no root, the more it gets played. I'm pretty sure my my wife just saw my silhouette as I as I dashed out the <laughs> door.
0: <laughs> the cartoon, <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So we so we got a good a good old game of root in. I was I was the Marquis de Cat. Uh, that game I haven't played the cats very very much, so I was very uh, I was still trying to let everybody explore. Um, how the how the game works, and I was doing more of the teaching rather than uh, uh, playing,
0: kind yeah. of moderating the game. So I, I I did absolutely horrible, but I mean you still get to watch how other people interpret the game because it's right. such, it's got such a crazy range. Oh yeah, uh, I actually probably would have done okay
1: except for Ian uh, playing as the Woodland Alliance, um, <laughs> cut off cut off my uh, lumber supply. So I couldn't build any new buildings on the board, and yeah. and so we kind of me and him had this back and forth the entire game, while his wife Kim, who was playing the Erie Dynasty, snuck away with the win, because we oh. didn't we didn't keep those birds in check, we didn't keep their roosts down, so she scored mad points towards the end of the game. So, <laughs> but I absolutely just adore uh, root and 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 what and what it does. Cool so it's so cool so and we got so i got to teach it to some new people who haven't experienced it before they were digging it they definitely said we need to play this more They now they kind of understand the game system how the players we really have to self-balance with what's what's going on because as new people uh no one really knows what they're supposed to do or how the how the synergy works in between all these factions well, yeah, exactly. Like, they finally understood how their faction um, scored points and was able to turn, turn that out. But by that time that happened, it was starting to become
0: too late. Okay. And that's usually the story of that <laughs> epic novel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, we, so we got Root
1: in. It was very good. St- I still adore it. Um, I own the expansion, the Riverfolk expansion, and I... <laughs> I, I love playing as the lizards.
0: The lizards are kind of neat. Oh. The uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've still got to dedicate more time to that game too, to, to <laughs> um, what's the, what's the technical term I'm looking for to not suck as much at it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no, I, I, I still, I still, I'm, I'm horrible, oh. but I just, I just, I just love the, the, the gameplay of yeah. it. So,
0: so root, uh, I got some more plays of root in, nice um, I was fortunate enough to have a uh, little escape weekend and get a lot of playtime in at uh, the terminal city tabletop con in Vancouver and uh, met up with a whole bunch of people we made some uh, made some new con connections some cohorts um, but uh, th- we uh, they're in the planning there's an episode in the planning to talk about just that uh, con so I'm gonna kind of refrain on that for a bit but i will talk about the games that hit the table um as i mentioned um i uh, i was a participant in the uh, fine display of how i suck at root <laughs> 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 um yeah i was uh, i was a flock of awful eerie and uh yeah, no, it, um, but I, it's one of those games where I, I love playing it and, uh, I don't mind losing because in every loss, I learned something about either the faction or something about how I need to use another faction to be successful, you know, like to, as far as attacking or as far as manipulating or engaging. So, um, that I think that game is just going to be like an encyclopedia. The more factions they put out, the more studying a guy necessarily has to do to understand how all of those mechanisms and, and factions work together. So delicious. Um, I, I yeah, I can't say too. I, I can't say enough about that game. Um, I oh, you're gonna. <laughs> Um, I thought you were gonna be huge jealous until you showed me that you got the game, but underwater cities, I got that to the table. Oh, I can't wait to dive into that. Like, like literally pardon dive the pun, in. Yeah, pardon. <laughs> yeah. Um, it uh worker, it's uh Suchi, um, who uh my one of my favorites of his is Shipyard. Uh right. you have, I think it's Pulsar. Pulsar 2049. Yeah. Um, and this one is uh different than all of those but the same in regards to the engaging design and and use of all the components Um, this time it's cards and a worker placement and but again it's not as simple as that because there's a uniqueness to these cards in regards to levels of colors that you put your worker on and if there's a connection of You put your worker on a green area, and you played a green card. Then you get to trigger that card, um, special action. So there's all of those things, plus your building. Um, It's. Pardon, and I'm going to make this comparison, but you're terraforming the bottom of the ocean, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And immediately got me thinking to um, terraforming Mars. Now, I got rid of my copy, terraforming Mars, because it – I, some issue like I didn't it didn't get to the table enough but this game um oh yeah I can I can see I can see uh some definite repeated plays in this game and uh but we were full complement four players it took us including the teach though about three hours to play, but it was one of those plays where when you're done, you didn't even. It's like a, one of those long movies. You didn't realize that you sat down into you know a three and a half hour movie because of nice. you were engaged the whole time. So yeah, underwater cities. Um, oh, I'm I'm so happy that I got to check this one off the list, but so upset because I want this game now and that's Ginkopolis. Oh, yeah, I, I saw the pictures uh, of this one. And that's
1: like that, 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 that's a unicorn that I really, really want. Oh, to
0: That's oh, I the moment, the moment that one of the uh, one, um of I believe it's Curtis had the game and he uh, I saw him playing and I just kind of stopped and was kind of, kind of one of those behaviors like don't move too fast. You're going to spook the uh, spook the deer. <laughs> um is that what i think it is is that on is that biloba on the table is that shh, yes it is don't speak too loud or it'll run away um yeah that was the that was the surprise and the and the uh kind of uh uh shock and awe that i had when i saw that and playing it it was just as impressive as all the research and all the the you know the reviews that i that i've seen um worker placement uh, not worker placement area control uh, car driven engine uh, tiles uh, all the all the delicious euro stuff that I absolutely love in wrapped up in one little I can't buy anywhere for for uh, and,
1: and, and and a relatively uh, quick playtime isn't it I think the, the, it, don't they don't they only advertise like maybe maybe an hour I think it
0: was um, probably 90 minutes but that was okay. that was a teach to and we were five players and three of us had never played before okay so yeah. yeah and when when you looked at what did you you looked up on the geek market how much it was going for
1: Oh, there there there's, there's three canadian listings currently at about 180 200 for for a first oh, edition this preaching. is
0: a plea to I think I tweeted out to Capstone, please publish this game. Find a way. Yeah, I,
1: I thought that was. You, you, you think that Capstone would be a, a good? Um... Oh, that would be a gorgeous fit for that company.
0: Yeah, all that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I'm just buttering them up because I want that game. Um, and and, Cap- uh,
1: and Capstone puts out great stuff.
0: Oh and well, and I played the Estates and Luke. Oh. Luke was absolutely correct when he did that review. That this is. The most yep. kick in the teeth, auction, cut your friend's Achilles tendon, let them flop on the ground, and, and giggle to your heart's content, because everybody knows that no one's getting out alive. Yep. <laughs> it was just, just vicious. <laughs> it, what, what was it? weren't you guys'
1: scores like just garbage?
0: Oh, it was, it was whoever could climb out of the sewer and breathe fresh air was the winner. That was pretty much our game. I think it was Aaron. And I think, I think of course, the score is like negative three points. Oh, it was, it it was so much. It was like, it was like just getting brutalized and loving every minute of it. You know, like listening to country music. <laughs> oh, uh, you're a prairie boy. I, you know, this is. Let's use this moment now to use my standard. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then uh, uh, finished. Uh, had uh, hung out with a bunch of bunch of uh, uh, new cardboard cohorts from Kelowna, and uh, of course, uh, boards alive being there. You're going to finish off an evening with some Mars Open. Oh, I saw you guys speak, and
1: I—I've listened to their cast, and when they whenever they bring it, they, this is their con game. Like whenever they go to a con, they bust out this baby, and I—I want to experience this. This just
0: looks like a hoot. This was like this was like playing playing caps at a party, right? It's like or quarters or you know or beer pong or whatever that big because it was hilarious. The I mean there's it's a dexterity game by its nature because you're you're trying to your, your golf ball is a kind of origami folded piece of squared paper that if you hit it certain ways it'll get you it'll get into this helicopter spin and you can with some skill you know play around with some some shots um but i pff, skill i i was just trying to like crook and all shoot this thing and man i, I like any good golf game i had the yips i sucked at that game <laughs> but it was a howl because everybody was you know every time someone would make one good shot out of uh, out of 20 the whole corner would erupt and the whole hall would kind of stop and look at us like really <laughs> you guys are playing a golf game and you're taking the volume <laughs> that just it just sounds like a wild
1: time the, the the obstacle courses look really really cool that you had that you guys had made and created was-
0: the uh yeah so those i mean i know i abused the uh recently on the table but i had a lot of recently hit the tables and there's a few others that i didn't mention yet but yeah, i don't want to gobble up too much time but yeah, oh, yeah. I, I look i look forward to hearing you guys's conversation about the whole tc um I, I, I think
1: I need to go next year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not going to argue that. Uh, I'm already thinking about, okay, let's see uh, what a guy can do to start putting away some, putting away some, either the money or the husband points needed to pull off a weekend like that again.
1: Bingo. Yeah, that's yeah. the one.
0: <laughs> I'm going to build a deck this summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. We're going to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finish putting the baseboards and the door jams up. <laughs> uh all right so uh let's segue unless you want to knock one uh one more little my my my, uh, my recently played not
1: thing too extravagant um just past review games you've jen and i have gotten a few more games of Coimbra. yeah uh, in uh we're, we're still we're starting to enjoy that one not as much as like we we enjoy five tribes like we we play five tribes quite a bit but uh, we're starting to really enjoy Coinbra as a, a, a as a puzzle. I'm trying to interpret it as a puzzle that I still have not beat Jen at Coimbra yet. She, like she's got this thing figured out and dialed in. Oh wow, cool! Like uh, I I thought I had it, and I was like, yes, I finally beat her at this past weekend. I'm like, I finally did it. <laughs> but we I forgot about some of the end game scoring. She's like, "Um, but what about these uh what about these tracks over here where you we where you have the majority?" <laughs> and
0: I look over and she's
1: got majority in all four tracks. I was like,
0: "No!" So so there was a moment of this quiet. ahem, ahem. Um you for, you
1: forgot to give me, you know, like 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 30 some points over here because uh and in the way in a two-player game works in for some of those tracks you only get the second place bonus is if you're within three spaces of the first place person. And if you're not, you don't get the second place points.
0: What you're, what you're rounding out to is that you ended up losing to your wife again. By like three points. (laughs) So that's a yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. So she played you like
1: a fiddle. Yeah. Because I was a big old dumb, dumb. (laughs) Um. but Coimbra. Yeah, it's still it's still a really it's still
0: it's still a really good game. It it deserved its merits. Yeah, I just want to do one quick little plug because my wife who um she's more of a like devours novels as her hobby. Um uh, she um sat down and and uh, we got a couple games of Dragon Castle in she likes. Oh, uh, oh, we haven't played that one in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that mahjong game. That's so much fun. So much thinking. Um, I mean, and you can you can be as as nasty as you want by burning tiles and tracking what other players want but it can be i mean it can be just a, an enjoyable little zen moment of you know building my little temples and trying not to um <laughs> trying not to upset my other members of the family but uh, <laughs> yeah no I, I i absolutely adore that game it's, it's just the, the 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 best time um gaming with my wife i just love it sweet yeah that's, that's a good one i i i i forgot about
1: I've, I've i've forgotten about that one
0: yeah cool so we let's get up to some uh some uh, opinionated reviews without any basis of understanding <laughs> deep, deep dive deep dive conjecture sort of yeah sort of yeah uh, two cents uh take it or leave it uh, sorry sorry um uh you, you, did you, try you, I, to put, you probably try to put a little accent oh, sorry. sorry no it's more like yeah, sorry eh uh, <laughs> gonna have a coffee and a donut now how's it going eh <laughs> your hoser your hosers <laughs> okay um we're just getting overly silly this time um uh, I'll let you take the lead this time okay cool so the game that I'm going to talk about, is a, uh,
1: a Kickstarter game. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, one that I one one that I uh, had at one point in time I had forgotten about it because it uh, well apparently I, I backed it two years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some people were quick to jump on me on Twitter say I thought it was three years but it was only two. But when you lose track of time, it could be whatever. Um, it was it's a little minis esque um, when I because a couple years ago, I was really big into my minis games. If a game had minis, I had to have it for you some odd think. reason. Eric
0: Lang for that one.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> um, so this was a little game called Clash of Rage. Um, and it was published by jo- La Boite à La Boite La
0: Boite The Toy and- Box. For you English-speaking people. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just just losing it here. Um, Designer was Frederic Girard. I'll let that go. Okay. Artist Igor Pelushian and Jean-Baptiste Renaud. I hope I I apologize for any any
0: pronunciations there. (laughs) I Um, like how you pronounced his name as a question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I am so bad at pronunciations. And, and you're a teacher.
1: Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> is A Aaron
0: there? <laughs> oh, you mean Aaron? Aaron. Aaron um, Roger's. So Clash of Rage. I'm gonna try to keep get us back
1: on the rails here. <laughs> <laughs> Clash of Rage is a minis skirmish game. Um at, at, at its core. Uh what you're what you're gonna end up doing, uh for this game is that you, you select a faction and there's a map and all you're trying to do is that you're going to go in there. You're going to equip your guys with some items. You're going to go out into the land and you're going to battle people. And just like a good skirmish game, shield
0: smashing uh, swords. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah so clash clash of rage here so i'll kind of get into like how this game how this game kind of works um if you're not familiar with uh with what miniature skirmish games um actually do so what you're going to be doing is you're going to be picking a faction so the base game here has four factions in it and then if as part of the kickstarter you could get two extra factions which of course i did <laughs> mm. but uh uh, four base factions, and they all kind of have. They all kind of do something a little bit different. I wouldn't go as far as saying they're asymmetric. They just kind of like, hey, these uh, these um, these orc-like creatures, um, very powerful, slow moving. Different nuances, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's like, then there's like, kind of like the humans, where if they have, they're on their steeds, they can move fast, they strike hard, but they don't do anything really special um part of part of them so what you're going to do is you're going to construct this map uh based on the number of players two tiles um for for two players three tiles for three players four tiles for four players and what you're going to actually be doing in this game is that there's a the kind of the lore behind it is that Um, the elves are the bad guys in this world, which I found actually kind of funny because usually it's the elves are like, Oh, that's my favorite faction. I want to be an elf. I want to be the pointy here magic wheelers. And but uh, so anyways, the elves are the bad people in this, in this time. And right now is a kind of a time of opportunity for these factions to go out and um, overtake the elves. They kind of let their guard down a little bit. Their numbers are dwindling. And so, you find an opportuni- opportunistic time to go out and, and and strike and take over their cities. Unfortunately, all the other factions in this world have the same idea at the same time enter skirmish battle mode.
0: Yay!
1: So kind of you, un- kind of I don't know. It's not it's not necessarily unique, but on your turn you get to do one of two things. Um, you're either going to purchase something from the market, so make your dudes better. Yep. So you can buy like weapons or armor and they give you some bonuses to your stats, which are kind of cool. Or the other option is you just move your units on the board. And then every unit has some sort of base uh, movement points. And when you move your units, if you end up in a space that contains either some elves or another player's faction, a battle is going to ensue. Cool. Um, so those are the only two things that ever happen on your turn. Over the course of a round, you get two turns. So what you're going to do is you're going to, everybody's going to um, perform one action. So either buy something, move in battle, and then everybody's going to get to take a second action. Okay. And then, the, and then the round is over and then we wash, rinse and repeat. At the beginning of a round though, every player, every faction has a hand of, of what are called tactic cards. Mm-hmm. And so what a tactic card does is that it has a initiative number on it. So they range from one to 99, I think, or or, or what the values. And so I'll play a tactic card and all the opponents will play a tactic card. And then you evaluate them from lowest number to highest number. And that's going to be your turn order for the round. Cool. So so very simple. And plus the tactic card also gives you um, new, new reinforcements to put out onto the board. So like low numbers... That get get let you go first. You don't get to put very many people on the board, but you get to go first. Um, higher numbers generally let you put more people on the board, but you get to go last. That's kind of like an El Grande initiative thing. Yeah, it's kind it's kind of neat. And they cool. also give you also every initiative card gives you some sort of monetary value of money that you can go to the market and buy and buy things. So it's really as simple that way. Cool. Um, the battle system. This is what I actually adore about this game. And why I backed it in the first place after I did some reading. At first when I said, oh, man, I got this two years late. I'm not fired up about this game anymore. I actually don't even know what this game's about. (laughs) You have to do your research over. So so, so I initially had put it up for sale on our local classifieds. Oh, that's right. I put it up for sale. Wasn't getting any hits on it. And then I started kind of reading about it again. I went back to the Kickstarter page. I was like, why did I back this thing? Why did I spend so much money on this thing? What itched your brain? And and then and then it started, then I started getting all fired up about it again. I was like, oh, that's right. It's a very um, streamlined combat system. So how the combat system works here is if we're in the same space, we're gonna fight, we're gonna determine initiative order. Um, and it's just like straight up offense very little defense, which is what I really, really like. So all you're going to do is that the person who's attacking rolls a mitful of dice, um, depending on the characters you have in the battle um, will determine what number of dice you have. You always take the strongest amount. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like based on the character stats, if I had a small dude, medium dude, large dude in the battle, I will use whoever stat has them gets you to roll the most dice that's how many dice you're going to roll. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, the dice themselves, six sided die, four sides are hits and two sides are misses. So you're going to be rolling lots of hits, <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of hits. And then every character has a health. So if I roll, let's just say I rolled six dice produced four hits. So I look at my care, my opponent's character sheet. Um, do they have any stats that have defense? If they, if they did, I subtract that number of hits, and then I deal out however much damage to to my opponent. Um, If I fail to deal any damage to them, like I say, if I can't kill anybody, because you have to kill a unit outright in this game. So what I have to actually do is, if a unit has three hit points, I have to deal three damage to that. There's nothing, none of this carrying over business or people getting wounded or anything like that. Oh, so it's all or none. I have to kill it all or none. If I fail to kill a unit in the, in the battle, I'll get what's called a Rage token. So here's where the Clash of Rage title comes. I get a Rage okay. token that'll immediately on my next time that I get to roll dice, I get to immediately deal one damage based off whatever I rolled. Because you're raging because you didn't finish the job the I first didn't do, time. I didn't, do the, I didn't do the job the first time. So, uh, so I'll roll my dice, deal damage. The, my opponent will roll dice, deal damage. Then we get to assess like, oh, man do i want to retreat um, do i have anybody and do I, is it me worth it killing off more of my men to try to kill off more of his men um, and you kind of just keep doing this until either somebody's completely eliminated from excuse me from the tile or somebody retreats okay and that, and that that it, it's very it's very simple uh, the, the the stats are very very simple like you can only you can sometimes deal an extra damage Um, sometimes whatever units you have in the battle might have carry some armor in. So you block some damage. Very, very uh, seldom does that actually happen. Um, yeah, it's really, really simple, really, really neat. So I introduced this game to the, to my board game club guys, because they're all about like, (laughs) they, 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 they love minis. Don't get me wrong. They love minis. They love, um, the idea of skirmish games. Um, but most skirmish games out there, like they, they, they take they can take like a while. They can take a long time. Um, this game plays very quickly. Um, cool. Uh, hour hour was our game, um, and that that included me teaching the rules too. Oh, and nice! The game, only, the game only lasted an hour, which was really really nice. Now. I guess I actually
0: haven't even explained how do you win this game? I was going to look at the, uh, the format and I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about how to win and how to score points. So,
1: basic, so the basic skirmish mode is you win once somebody is able at the end of their second action, um, if you control four points. And now how do you score points is that if you control one of those elven cities on the board, that's worth a point. So okay. if I went in there and I eliminated all the elves and I maintain control of that city, I get a point. If I control two elven cities, I have two points. Okay. Another thing that you can do is you can craft what is called legendary equipment. So equipment that gives big boosts to your stats. Very hard to, very hard to do because you need this resource called crystals. And how you gain crystals is you need, well, you need to go out and you need to slay, you slay yourself some elves, <laughs> every <laughs> because every elf that you slay turns into a crystal. bizarre, but I like it. so uh, so if I control if I have, oh what is it six crystals, there's some areas on the board that are called forges. and if I control a forge, I can turn in six crystals and craft myself a legendary piece of equipment. Legendary pieces of equipment are worth one point each, okay. So if I control two Elven cities and two legendary pieces of equipment, I win the game. Or if I control three, legendary or any combination, any combination. Nah, now cool. I, I, I can make the cost of legendary equipment cheaper. Is if I control two forges on the board, now I only need to I only need to spend three crystals instead of six okay. to craft myself a legendary piece of equipment. Also, the, another way to get crystals the number of elves that are on the board is very is finite there's not very many of them out on the board so how do you gain crystals if they're all out if they're all gone well if you control a elven city at the beginning of your next turn you're going to get yourself three crystals okay based off that so cool well
0: that's yeah, a good that's overview and nuts and bolts
1: yeah i haven't touched on there there is a um there is a campaign mode that comes with the box so it gives you I think some like ten scenarios that you can play through, um, all competitive scenarios, but they kind of tell you, they kind of dictate a story. Yeah, but uh, we haven't dived into that. We just we've just been playing the skirmish mode. Oh, for sure. Which which has been a lot of fun.
0: It's been been fun. Cool. Are you ready for some uh, outside inside opinions? Absolutely. So let's let's talk about the box. This box is massive. <laughs> this thing is huge. It's got a guncheon. Look at the size of the head on that toothpick. So, so, uh,
1: so depth-wise, it's fairly standard, a, a little bit thicker depth-wise, but the length and the width. Oh my goodness, this this does not fit on any shelf.
0: Like Width-wise, but the, I saw but, that in your
1: classroom and it was massive. I was like. Holy smokes! Could they have picked a bigger design? I would have almost went with like a like a Rising Sun or a Blood Rage type of box because then I could at least fit it on my shelf or a hockey bag. <laughs> <laughs> the artwork is gorgeous. This thing, like it is, it's colorful, it's vibrant it's violent (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even get a good look at the boxes but but yeah that was that was one thing that like i had (sighs) i just had it set off to the side in my classroom and as students were kind of coming in every now and then they kind of just look over and they're like oh that looks cool (laughs) they have no idea what the game is about and just just how the artwork just because of the box just because of the box and the artwork they're like oh that is cool nice so good good props on the artwork components are very nice nice plastic miniatures which are and you get a, a buttload of them but they're and they're very they're very nice good good quality there was no issue with like any warping or anything being broken cool um so very 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 nice components yeah nice big thick um tiles like when you construct your board they're nice big tiles nothing that has a tendency to get all cuppy and warpy no, no, there there was no warping, which is nice. The player boards are functional. Nice, um, they're they're just like a, th- a thick card stock. There's nothing fancy fancy about that, but it's just functional. They don't want them getting in the way. Yeah, the only thing grip that I, had, the one little grip I had about a component, was they for they made the legendary equipment. They put them on the slate. This phone. Like, it's very distracting (laughs) if you have if you have like if you have any notion of like an epileptic seizures in your family or anything like that like these things are like they're blinding don't play don't
0: put strobe lights on while you're playing this game even it's just
1: just turning the card (laughs) left and right i was like i'm like oh this hurt this hurts my eyes they they, the design choice on the foiling of the cards i i I have i have some questions about it's very hard to look at was it unnecessary very unnecessary okay um and that's about as I... harsh as we're gonna get
0: folks <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> shame on you for foiling some cards like I, I play like dragon ball and collectible card games i love foil on cards the, <laughs> the, shinier
0: shinier, the, the shinier the better but these ones were too shiny for me all right um uh let's move on to some rule book readability and learning curves So
1: the rule book is very well laid out that how, how a turn structure works and everything that you can do on your turn. Very well laid out. Um, There was no question of what we, what um, what should happen. And I like it that they provide examples of like, Hey, this is how movement can work. Um, This is what, this is what a, a sample round of a battle looks like. This is what purchasing equipment and where do I, what can I do when I, purchase equipment they laid it out very well it's a very good it's a very good rule book and it leaves nothing to interpretation
0: is there a good balance of text and images to support the text kind of thing or is it just text heavy kind of rule book um there there is lots of text but there is lots of images that that kind of help guide it along okay
1: Um, i'm just pulling it up here i'm just kind of just doing a quick glance and No, they have, it's a, it's a good balance. Some sections are quite text heavy, but then that just means other sections are, have a little bit more graphic design and it's all, it's all very functional. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, then at the very back, there's a nice little quick rule summary of like just kind of, yeah, it it just summarizes everything.
0: And so is your opinion that this all contributes to a good learning curve?
1: Yeah, like I said, when we played this game, the, the playtime is very quick, and the teach was actually fairly quick, which is what I really enjoyed about it. Um, the combat system wasn't convoluted. I say, we're just going to roll dice. We're going to deal damage. There's going to be very little blocking. Um, so I, I roll dice. I'll deal damage to you. You roll dice. You deal damage to me, and we're going to go back and forth. Um, sometimes it was kind of hard to track uh, what 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 the stats were for every unit because some of the units even though the plastic minis are really nice some of the units kind of looked very similar to one another okay and so it was like oh which units do you have in this battle and then oh i have these ones so now i got to look at their player board okay what are their what are their stats and then kind of kind of a little bit of bookkeeping it wasn't too bad um like i said it's very still very very simple combat Uh, yeah system all right, so uh, game system and game style. Let's hear some of that. So it's a it's a skirmish game. Out, outright, I'm going to be moving dudes across the board. I'm going to try <laughs> to carol. I'm going to try to control some areas. We're going to fight lots. Like this one lends this game lends itself. You can't be a turtle in this game. You have to go out and you have to fight. You have to sacrifice troops and you have to you have to maneuver people around to flank and you have to mix like it up. That. Yeah, so uh, is is it a, is it a unique system? No, it's not unique. If you if you're a very ex, if you're like an experienced like miniature skirmish type person, like if you play things like insert skirmish game here, Warhammer, <laughs> you, you'd probably be very bored with this type of this this, this game and yeah. their in their system. Um, but if you're getting new, if you're newer into it, like my board game club guys are. Um, they, they dig it. It's, it's, it's an easy teach. It's an easy play. So that's what drew me in the initially when I, when I backed this on Kickstarter, it was a very,
0: um, simple, it's a simple system. All right. My favorite is the last part of this because I'm a big fan of theme. I'm not like a huge thematic guy, but I like when theme and mechanism, Work together because this last one is does it all connect? Yeah, this this
1: is definitely a a a game where I feel like I've got I've got I'm controlling my 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 guys. I'm gonna send them out to their death. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying I'm trying to outmaneuver my opponents in the best way possible so that I can score my points. Um, more efficiently and leave me in a better standing than there's still strategy. There's still strategy, even though it does sound like, Hey, I'm just going to move some guys in here. We're going to roll dice and kill each other off and everything. But there, there, there is something like I have, you have to spend the first few turns buying equipment to boost up some of your stats so that your guys don't die off. So, so easily, or it's harder for your guys to get wiped off the board. Cool. So, it, it it definitely definitely does connect, and it's all in a nice little package that that plays very very quickly. And how what's the what's the max number that you've experienced so far? So we played so our first game, our learning game, was a four player game. Yep. And and yeah, it 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 only and it only took an hour with with the teach. And does it play just up to four? Or does it go higher? Um, we we do have some a couple of the expansion characters, so now we can play up to five. Okay. And yeah, the, the the base game does come up come with five tiles, so you can construct a five player map.
0: Yeah, and most likely it's the kind of game that uh, the more experience you have, the the more intense that skirmish can become.
1: Oh, oh, definitely. Like we're gonna bust this one out um, tomorrow again. Um, I'm I'm for the games club. The guys have been really itching, especially uh,
0: the, the, one, <laughs> the one
1: student who got absolutely. Decimated, Like he could not get anything going for him last game. And so he's been kind of like researching and like, and like playing against test dummies scenarios so that he can try to, he says, I'm going to do better. Mr. Al next game. I'm going to, you you watch out. I'm going to be doing better.
0: I love when that's a motivator. I'm not going to stink as bad as I did the first time. Yeah. Give me some honest conclusions. Honest conclusion. I'm 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 troubles in placing
1: this like in our in our, in our shelf ranking. Yeah, Games Club, right now, right now it's the hotness in the Games Club. It's brand new to them. It's um, yeah, right now. If you, if you were to ask those guys, this would be top shelf of the Games Club. They want to experience it. For me, in my collection, this is going to stick around the middle right now um i'm definitely gonna want to i want to explore it i want to play the campaign mode it looks very very interesting in in all the different scenarios okay the scenarios change up how you score points or how a faction wins Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not just your four to to four points type thing so i want to explain explore that and then i want then i'll see if it says oh is this going to just be samey because i have to explore this a little bit more yeah I want to know if, if if every game kind of feels the same. Is there one faction that is completely overpowering the other factions? Is there balance between them? I, I don't. We don't know that yet from just a couple plays that we've actually ha- actually have had. Um, so right now, I, I would say this is a middle. Of the, this is middle of the road right now on BGG. Um, I have ranked this a, a seven out of ten. I ranked it as a as a good, usually willing to play. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of how i'm feeling with it right now um i I did lose lots of steam because remember i backed this two years ago (laughs) and i was fired up oh it's got minis it's a skirmish game i'm i'm all about it but my my tastes two years ago have changed and so right now i'm my game style is i'm not really fired up about the mini games anymore and games that there there are skirmishes or battle royales or anything You're hoping like that. this one didn't miss the train too uh, too long. So 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 two year ago, Ryan is absolutely going bonkers right now because this is this this game is probably everything that he was living up to. Ryan right now we're, I'm trying to try to get back into that mood. All right. Right right, right now, it's kind of it's kind of doing that. I I I did have lots of fun with it. I just don't know if this one's going to have the legs. I I don't know if this is going to enter into a garage sale, a gamer's garage sale, (laughs) in in like in like a year's time or not. But
0: all right. Well, right now we're having fun with it. Well, and then absolutely, and enjoy it for what it is right now. Cool. So um, middle, you're ranking this in the middle of the
1: shelf. It's it's a middle. It's definitely not a bottom shelf. Definitely not a. It needs to go on the cell pile right now uh well you you picked it out
0: of the cell pile
1: that was interesting yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy it for what it is right now get my enjoyment out of it and then we'll we'll let 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 that time tell
0: and then reassess okay perfect awesome well i'm going to transition myself into another skirmish game and uh after listening to yours um I mean, they're both themed as, I mean, as we're theming them, as skirmish games. Uh, But this one is so different than what you just described. Because Um, yours is a Wallace. Because it's a Martin Wallace game, people. Um, It is Wildlands by Martin Wallace, uh, published by Osprey Games. I think it was it is a 20 a 2018 game or a 2019 game which is odd for me because i'm not a i'm not a, like a new hotness guy right you're,
1: you're, you're not a new hotness person but this
0: one this one sneaked snuck up on you yeah well i you know it i think it's one of those it's one of those kind of like uh it's not it's kind of new hotness but it's not because it's martin wallace and martin wallace has uh <laughs> like i mean well we could talk about you can put it out tomorrow and it's still old school absolutely <laughs> yeah um so i i like to get when i and talking about yours i like to make sure i got a nice understanding of what the story is right so I, I always like to go straight into the uh, into the game's overview so on the nuts and bolts of this let's get into uh, let's get into the overview so the great darkness rose up to destroy the world and it succeeded in a way it sought absolute control so it turned its focus to the arcane crystals which powered the empire and which many believe had created life itself. The good, then the brave, and finally the powerful confronted the darkness, and one by one they fell. After the final battle, only a few wary souls remained, and the darkness smiled. A new order was within its grasp. Then, in a final desperate act to prevent their magic from falling into the hands of evil, those few souls cracked open the crystals, and a wave of of raw magic was unleashed. The darkness was obliterated, and the old world with it. The capital city shone brightly, then imploded. (laughs) That's kind of depressing now, isn't it? Um, The mines rumbled ominously. The roads were deserted. The bridges fell with neither its rulers nor its spells intact. The empire's collapse was sealed in an instant. The arcane crystal shattered, sending shards far and wide across the landscape. Shards of raw magic scattered across a wild and dangerous new world, calling out those who might need them. Wildlands. So um that whole idea of the crystals and the and the factions and and everything and scattered, that's pretty much the description of who's involved in this game and and what the objectives kind of are. Mm-hmm. now, um I'm in in tying to this overview, when people ask me, you know, what's this game about? I, and I've used this on you and you could tell me if it, if it's uh, from what you're um, what you've witnessed so far of the game, if it's a good descriptor, this is dungeon and dragons paintball. Yeah.
1: When I saw you playing with this, with some, some students definitely looked like the. I, I was trying to follow what was going on. Cause you guys were speaking French at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so all I could do do I do a quick over a visual, but yeah, you guys were moving some dudes around. Um d- some sometimes attacking, and then the other guy would kind of like move like would then like interrupt your movement, oh and, yeah, we'll and, get to and, that and, one and and, and, and and then they would they take a turn or something like that uh, that that seemed pretty good, but yeah, you that the pieces
0: were constantly in motion and 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 not necessary you're not necessarily wanting to attack because. It's it, it might not be what your cards tell you. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so Sorry. yeah, I'll go through the mechanisms. Absolutely. It's a Wallace game, so there's going to be cards involved. Um, you have five dudes. Each person has like a faction. There's the Wizards. There's the Fighters. There's the kind of even, Steven, balanced uh, 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 um, Fighters melee range right so there's a good balance and then there's the gnomes are low hit points but man do they move fast they rally together and they've got good uh good arranged di- uh, uh, attacks right so each faction is is asymmetrical absolutely um each faction has its own card deck representing the characters and their um uh sp- not necessarily special abilities but special at- actions connected to it so um I'm going to describe one card and that will basically cover everybody's hand. So on one card, you're going to have from kind of top left all the way down to about three quarters of the cards uh, um, uh, um, left column are five scales. And each one of those scales represent one of your characters. Um, So these are gray scales. And if they're blank, that card does not um, engage or activate uh, a character. If the scale has that character symbol on it, just the symbol on the scale, then that card can be used as a movement point or in combination with two other cards making three of the same symbols together, they can be used to pick up a crystal. That character's symbol altogether can pick up a crystal or can move. Now, here's the cool part. In bata- in behind each Um, scale you're going to see a flag and these flags represent uh, alternate special actions you can do and there's they're going to be single hit melee double hit melee uh, single hit range double hit range area of effect um, something called a rally uh, which is a, a special movement where you can move more than one of your characters um and defense cards uh um, straight up defense and a, a defense uh card known as um a cover um mm. so that's pretty much the 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 flags that can be connected so on these scales you will see on the card five scales each one of those scales at certain times or in certain cards i mean will have highlighted different characters Um, so that they can move and also, uh, flags beside this scale that you have the choice of movement or this, as I mentioned, these special actions on the bottom, you'll see a long flag that will represent a special action that any of these characters can take. Right. So Mm -hmm. like an open thing. Um, now that's pretty much, that's pretty much the landscape of these cards for every faction, um,
1: now does you, every
0: faction have their own set of cards they have their own set of cards they have their right. own unique set of cards now it's not a deck building game because you're basically going to take seven cards at the beginning and you will play one card at a time uh as as many cards as you want understanding that you potentially could hold on to some defense because it's a it's a skirmish mm-hmm. game you're going to get attacked so you're going to need some defense um now Um, So that's the layout of the card. There's a special card, which is the, I'll I'll kind of get into greater detail um, in the unique mechanism part, but there's a wild card. Now this wild card, everybody has five of them and they all are the same identical card because all it has is either an extra movement and in extra movement, it also can contribute to that um, set of three needed to pick up a crystal. It has also, you can play it if you want to pick up two extra cards during your turn, or you can play it for the unique mechanism that I'll get to is that interrupt action. That is, I think, the gem of this game. Absolutely. Um, But I'll get in deeper when we get into that. Um, So how do you win this game? How do you score points? It's exactly like you said, the first to a certain number. In this case, it's the first of five and you as these as you set up this game um it's uh the board itself is uh on one side is kind of a dungeon on the other side is a, is a um exterior with uh elevations on it and mm-hmm. so we've been just been playing the dungeon because it's a good learning uh learning um map to get into you don't have to add extra of these movement um, Uh, variants or mechanisms in but uh, all these spaces are numbered from one to 50 i believe uh, or one to 52 and so you have these the smaller euro deck of cards with each of these room numbers on it and this is how you set up the game and from my experience so far your choice in where you spawn and where you offer crystals is the, the more i play it the more i understand that this is the crutch of this of getting yourself into a good position to win this game because you're gonna get dealt 10 cards randomly representing these spaces on the board. You need to select five of these for your specific characters and put the cards down on their character cards. And these are identifying the spawn points where your character comes out on the start of your turn. On the start of your turn, if you have characters, you must reveal a character to the map up until they're all gone. You can reveal one or you can reveal all of them, I'm still trying to figure out if there's a strategic advantage to one one at a time coming out or just bringing the horde out all of a sudden and just engulf the board, right? Now, out of 10 cards, you select five for your spawn points. The, this is the cool part. The other five, you pass to the left and that's where the character puts their crystals on. Whoa. So for me to get a point in this game I don't, I'm not interested at all in anybody else's crystals but mine. Their crystals offer me no points. For me to get a point, I have to get my own colors crystal or I have to take out an opponent. That's how I get my points. The first to five wins the game. Okay. So, that, so that's pretty much the game right there. Okay. So that's what I would see. Okay. Yeah. So now when I get to, um, when I get to the unique mechanisms, I'll explain how this card play and on your turn happens um, because it's that unique mechanism that makes that whole game uh, a flow, I would say, and, and cause so much stress and anxiety on your turn. Um, So yeah, let's get to opinions outside and inside Um, the box art and the graphic design. It's, as far as the box itself, it's about a ticket. To, it's a thick ticket to ride kind of box, right? About yeah. a box and a half, because um, you got it's a minis thing, right? So minis and cards, there's and a board, so it's going to need its it's going to need its uh, space. Um, the artwork is relatively unique. I mean, it's what I expected in a kind of a fantasy thing. Um, it's not it's not uh, over the top in regards to, you know, um, uh, violence, and and just, you know, that aggressive artwork that can happen, it's, it's um, not necessarily an overlook kind of thing. Um, I think, for me, though, I didn't really pay much attention to the box, because it was a Martin Wallace thing. And it was just like, let's get to inside this thing immediately. I mean, I accepted the fact that, Oh yeah. Cool box. Okay. Let's play. Right. I mean, no. um, but the students though, like, as you mentioned, they immediately hit the, looked at the box and went, this is cool. Cause the, the, the uniqueness of these factions is very well illustrated. I would say um, nice. in yeah. the box and on the cards and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at one of the, one of the artists, um,
1: uh, Al- Alan Spiler, Sch- Spiler whoops I, mm-hmm. I just i just lost it right now um he's done a whole bunch of artwork for the uh um, lord of the rings card game okay everything so so he so he he
0: he knows this stuff about some he knows fantasy. His fantasy stuff cool because yeah. yeah it's i mean nothing that i saw artwork wise made me go huh right i mean that whole stop and look at it and make a judgment you know a, you know a sneering judgment look at it um no, everything is quality. I mean, that's, that's the next one. Components. The minis are fantastic. Oh, it's got um, minis. Oh, yeah. It's nah. got 25 minis. And I already bought one of the expansions, which is the undead. And you play zombies and skeletons. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> you got me at expansions. <laughs> expansions. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh so basically as far as components goes there's red cubes to indicate damage on your characters there's cards of course it's a martin wallace game and uh, being being a martin wallace game and being a card kind of you know connection good quality cards there's none of these flimsy things right? good solid cards yeah um and minis and a board and that's pretty much it um the rule book readability learning curve the rule book is, uh, as far as graphic arts balance goes, there's a lot of nice white space. There's a lot of nice, it, it doesn't look cluttered. It's not, you know, it doesn't look like a textbook. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I like my Sierra Madre games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, this is uh, uh, Osprey. I've got a few Osprey games and I, I really appreciate the, the time that they take with their rule books and the fact that readability and, and, and the visual flow, like I mean, your eye follows flows nicely from text to to graphic example to uh, you know a uh, um, you know, uh, uh, a chunk of tips and hints kind of thing. Um, everything's nice and bold. Everything's nice and portioned. Where there's no kind of like I'm trying to find this topic or this title. It's it's easy to navigate through this rule rulebook, uh, which contributes to the learning curve. Um, there's as far as learning curve goes, the rules aren't hard to figure out. It is the um, immediate visual interpretation of what's in your hand, and and, and you, there's a lot of symbols. But like I said, each card is identical, and each card follows the same format. So you you have to get yourself ready to look at your hand in such a manner that you're looking for commons, you're looking for patterns, you're looking for Um, who's, who's going to be my hero on this turn that has the potential to make a move. And then you're starting to interchange these cards to see what you can do like a formula. I mean, you're a math teacher, you're holding, you're holding a visual math formula in your hand and you're trying to find the most effective and efficient use to accomplish the goal of either eliminating a character or finding and picking up a gem um with this with the idea too that when it's not your turn or even during your turn something could stop the flow of your plan um and i keep baiting this unique mechanisms and i'll get there soon um game system game style it's a skirmish game and man like i said on the beginning of your turn you must reveal a character w- when there's when there's twenty five characters on a two by two board, it gets busy and yeah. it gets intense. and you yeah. were there watching
1: and I was watching that one and it was I was just like I was trying to follow what was going because I was like, oh, but there's there's people over there, there's people over there there's there's things happening over here. I'm like that I had no idea what was going on, but it looked exciting but it, I was like,'m I'm, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm addicted already oh, okay. I didn't have something going on this lunch hour. I want to jump in. Oh, absolutely. You have to. You have to participate in this one. And it plays. I mean, once we once we get this dialed in, it'll play in 45 minutes. Right. Now, on to the unique mechanism. Finally, bring us in here. Yeah, bring it. Okay, so on the cards, the wild cards I told you about, the top of the card, you can use it as a free movement or adding to picking up a gem or picking, you know, in the trio of picking up gems, or drawing two cards, because you might be looking for that one last, you know, attack point to take out a character. But here is the uniqueness of this game, is the interrupt mechanism. And I come from a French family, so I'm used to being interrupted a lot. <laughs> Please don't tell my family I said that. Um, so what yep. happens is on the active players turken, they'll have a token... Um, turducken they'll have a turducken sitting in front of them um no on the active player's turn they'll have this this token that represents because it could get confusing represents their turn um when they play a card you have you can't play it you know i'm gonna move i'm gonna move i'm gonna move one card after another you have to have this this pause, this beat, uh, big beat of pause in between your card play because another player has the ability if they choose to exhaust one of their interrupt cards and take a turn yeah, that's a, so it's a like whole te- turn it's like
1: teacher wait time yeah when I ask when I ask a question I have to wait my three seconds to see if anybody actually <laughs> says
0: anything come on Bueller bueller, <laughs> bueller anyone anyone um so now here's the cool part if, it, if I'm the player I play a card and I go you Um, revealing a character isn't really an action. You have to allow a card to be played. So I reveal a character and I said, okay, this character moves here. Now, he could move into a space that you haven't spawned yet, and you could look at me and go, I'm going to interrupt you right now. I'm going to spawn this character, and I'm going to smack you for one. Can you defend that? No. I'm going to smack you for two. Can you defend that? No. And smack you for three. You're dead. Thank you very much. And it's back to your turn. (laughs) Right? And as the active player, you could sit there and go, uh, uh, what? No, what? No, no, no. What what are you doing? What what just happened? Now, here's the even more diabolical depth to this game. I'm the active player. You're in there going, hey, uh, I'm going to attack you for one point of damage. And if let's say my character has three points of damage, I'm going to attack you for one point of damage. Can you defend? No. I'm going to attack you for two points of damage. Can you defend? No. I'm going to, the next person goes, and I'm going to interrupt you. And I'm going to interrupt. Interrupt of the interrupt? You can interrupt the interrupter. And go and finish the kill and grab that thing that he just whittled you down to your last hit point. And all of a sudden, from the the corner of the shadow, someone interrupts you and goes, and I'm going to hit an area of effects, and you take a hit of damage, and you take a hit of damage, and I get two points now. Thank you very much. And then you rewind all the way back to the active player who's sitting there going, I don't know if I like this interrupt thing anymore. Or
1: <laughs> well, when you just said, when you just said that there could be some interrupt inception. Oh, oh, absolutely. That, that, so so it's like as the active player,
0: it, other people going to be just taking turns. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if I'm the active player and I want to bring this back to I have to interrupt the interrupters to bring it back to me. Or, 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 or
1: if they 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 finish doing what they wanted to do. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. but now you got to understand, though, if you're the next player to the left of me and you're interrupting me, you're exhausting cards from your hand when it comes to your turn. So now you have to decide, is my turn going to be to interrupt you to take advantage of getting a point? Or should I just sit back and hang on to my cards because I have an efficient plan with this set of cards? So there are so many delicious choice. nice that's a nice interesting
1: uh decision point oh yeah uh, for 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 some for something of this of
0: this nature and here's another delicious decision point is my character who's getting beat up i can burn a card to defend but i might need this card to to go pick up a gem so i could sit there and go cannon fodder go ahead chop him up because once you're done i'm going to reveal the guy beside him and finish the job so you have to sit there and go is is he worth that much for me to spend defend cards to keep this person in the game to accomplish this ultimate goal of getting crystals or taking characters out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like oh, oh. right Okay. Um, okay. now <laughs> that, you you've you, you, you hooked me <laughs> you've hooked you, you've hooked up norm all right so uh, so so the the hook is right in that in the cheek of that fish yeah, and i'm pulling yeah. you in now
1: yeah yeah all the, right. the the the, the, old, the old saturday nights at the bar
0: dance move <laughs> <laughs> now now the cool thing is um when you like of, of course as i mentioned you're el- um, kill, uh, eliminating some from from the game as a point you would take their their little mini and you'd put it in front to justify you know to in your set of crystals and characters equal five points. Um, so even if I lose a character, the symbols on the cards I can still use them to pick up a gem. So mm. it's not like it's not like I have some cards that ha- are devalued now. No, no, their value now changes. That these eliminated characters out of my set of five, their symbols can still contribute to me collecting gems. So it's not kind of like, oh man, I got one guy left. And I, no, you still have a potentially powerful hand. You just have to see that beautiful mind formula in your
1: hand. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no dead card, no dead card situation. No, no. So you, can't, so you can't get hosed by like a bad like card draw or something. Yeah, or...
0: like I've got five, I've got a hand of five and they're all symbols of my eliminated players, right? You can, you can still use, there's still potential. And like I said, each card, it's not that just one card will have one character's action. There's, I think each card at least has three, three character symbols on it. So it's, so I've not yet encountered um, a useless card in my hand. There's okay. always a way that it can get used, right? Um, so does this all connect? Absolutely, it's D and D paintball. It is such <laughs> a fun game to play, and I'm 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 not just saying that because I mean I I love my Martin Wallace, but. It's, I mean, again, comes- believe this is uh, something different than what he, what he, what he tends to, he's tends trained to put out, he's trained guy pickup and delivery, Um, like, like a war game, you know, a few acres of snow, mythotopia, like, this is so outside of it. He's doesn't do minis at all. Like, <laughs> if, if he does minis, he, they're, it's called cardboard.
1: <laughs> so
0: the, yeah. it, should
1: have, it should have been like a gmt
0: cardboard chip game <laughs> oh yeah but this oh it's just it's so much fun and and this is one of those games that i'm noticing too because uh um i there was a student who showed up who's like oh i came in late and i just said here take my hand i mean i have so much opportunity to play this i want you guys to get hooked into uh into into this hobby so what i noticed too sitting on the periphery watching this is this is a crowd pleaser game too. Oh, so like the
1: little little, little bit of like people watching people play Fortnite type thing, but then now we got people watching people playing Wildlands.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the students are kind of and and learning too. It's like, "Well, how did you do that?" and and all of a sudden, you know, when it's not your turn, I'll lean over and I'll show my hand to students and I'll go, and I'll do a quick teach because if I could teach them in between my turns, then we can just get this game going faster and faster. So yeah, conclusion. Well, I mean, with my energy, you could just tell this, this a top shelf game. Yeah, you're, you're, you're fired up. (laughs) Oh, this, yeah. I mean, it is what it is exactly as it advertised, you know, what it is. It is get your dudes on the board, go get your crystals and pound the snot out of each other. Yeah, and I think um, the first time we played, I brought it to Amazing Stories Friday Night Game Night, and in the same time it took others to play, you know, a ninety-minute game, we cranked out three sessions. It was that's, great.
1: That, that, that yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. So for me, um, uh, I I can't say anything more about this game than this. What this was and continues to be. Um, a giggle. This is just so much fun. Um, and th- this is one of those games where I enjoy my, I have enjoyment watching my characters get completely like, oh man, talk about, talk about, uh, gang up on, uh, on the teacher kind of thing. But oh man, they, because they, and their, their excuse is, well, you know how to play this game, so we should gang up on you. And it's like, bring it on. The, 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 the old Will Wheaton effect. Yeah. But oh, yeah, no, and I, I have so. I mean, for me, my my motivation is to sit down and have an enjoyable social situation, right? Yeah, and that everybody everybody has an opportunity to just have a nice big smile on their face, even even when they're getting beat up.
1: <laughs> yeah, now, so I can't I can't remember if you mentioned it. how how many people does this does this play? This plays four. Four, okay,
0: right yeah, on. yeah, and I couldn't. I could, ah, I could, if you went to five, ah, there'd just be, be too you much, could get, too much pandemonium. There could be too much cascading of this interruption. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. And I, and, and as far as expansions go, um, I think there's another expansion coming out like a swashbuckling thing, you know, like well, the, I like the pirates I, and stuff. Yeah. I had kind of, I kind of saw
1: here that they, they have like some map packs, coming out like there's oh, gonna be like new maps
0: yeah this yeah. yeah this just this just fantasy paintball man this is such a this is you gotta come play this game so i can't pump the tires up enough on this game sweet yeah it looks like yeah thank there's some
1: you more, carmen some more factions coming out uh the adventuring party the thorns and roses
0: yeah i'll definitely oh, man get, i'll definitely pitch an update on this game so i'm guessing i got you i got you hooked on uh on uh, well, what, 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 sitting on wild
1: dance. What, <laughs> what, what what you said i've kind of, I, I think i would i think i would have fun with this one yeah right yeah on. so two so two quick skirmish games yeah and usually, a lot of recently played yes yeah, so was, i was like usually usually these types of games don't lend themselves to play in a quick quick amount of time
0: no well not uh, that i'm you know not that i'm big into the skirmish stuff but just from what i hear about people this is like a bucket of dice and and we're here for the evening kind of thing sweet so yeah no i i'm so i'm so glad that the reputation of a designer led me to um investigate this game to the point where uh i was pleasantly surprised i mean i had opinions i had already preformed opinions going in i mean who doesn't when when uh you know i'm sure when you come play a brand new feld game you're already going into it thinking you're gonna like it right oh oh baby yeah yeah so same kind of perspective it's like Every, every all everything every idea the right designer osprey games is coming out with some solid content lately um yeah this is definitely definitely uh occupying a nice spotlight spot on the top shelf and this one's
1: widely available right now right yeah it's just kind of just released and it's very very
0: popular yeah i would definitely recommend uh, if if what you heard from this got uh, got the itch in the back of your brain going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Part part about my game is mine mine's not readily available. If you if you miss the Kickstarter, um you're you're gonna have to go to like the how do you pronounce it? Le Bois? De jeu? Le Bois de jeu. Le Bois de jeu. Uh their their website and they're they're of course located in France. So you're gonna be paying shipping charges up the wazoo to bring it over here to north america they might uh, take a
0: pack of smokes on it too for you (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd
1: be awesome if they did but not really smoking's gross
0: i want some but yeah (laughs) so so mine
1: so mine's not really available wait a year maybe my copy might be available in a year or something
0: but (laughs) oh i hope we don't get some backlash on this (laughs) <laughs> um well, like, wait wait we'll say sorry that's all right that's right that, yeah well we'll, we'll say we'll just say that so cool. well you know what let's uh let's tie this one off because um uh, uh yeah i think this was a, a good uh a good discussion about some good games
1: yeah i i i, I enjoyed it this, this is
0: uh yeah i'm fired i want to play wildlands <laughs> and vice versa <laughs> i want to get in on uh on some clutch clutch of rage yeah, I love it. a student made a comment. He's like, "Did were they going for Clash of
1: Cultures and then realized that that name was already taken? Yeah. And and then just changed it to Rage and then... Yeah, or, they
0: got all mad and went, hey, I think uh, we should call it Clash of Rage spot on you're french okay. yeah i could be accused of uh, having some uh, some quebecer uh, accent tendencies um li- before i get myself into trouble um uh, i'm gonna thank you for li- listening to even this far into the podcast um i'm your host norm hey, i've been ryan and we'll catch you later We are Bridge City Board Gamers, and you can find us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at PC Board Gamers. Our Facebook page is Saskatoon Tabletop Games Community, and on Board Game Geek Guild number 3039.